What is up, world? It is Matt Wozbinski. Welcome to the Woz Report. Today is January 9th, 2013. Glad that you're listening in. Today, we have a very special guest. My, my father, Marty Wozbinski, is here. Um, first guest. Um, and I'm not going to say it's because... He lives with me and has to do these things, but it might be something along those lines. Uh, but also, not only is it a special day because he is the very first guest on the Waz Report podcast, but it is also a special day because it is his birthday. Ta-da. How I'm old are you today? 51. I'm 50. the old person here. Half of a century. <laughs> Remember that. that. All yes. that wisdom I try to impart on you. Yes. So much wisdom and knowledge. So, happy birthday. Thank you, thank you. Um, if you guys want to, if you guys are listening to this later and you want to wish him a happy birthday, feel free to um, look him up on Twitter. Uh, a lot of times he, he tweets hilarious or very thought-provoking quotes in the morning, normally like at 5 a.m., so normally you'll get them whenever you eventually wake up, um, but follow him at Rumex, and that's how you spell that? R-U-M-E-X-X. Awesome. And so either wish him a happy birthday using the hashtag WazReport, or just go ahead and send him a message on Twitter. Um, but, so, 51, any big plans for the upcoming 51 year? Well, I was going to try to sleep in today, but you didn't let me do that, so hey. I actually took today off nice. from work, so I can just chill out and figure I'd try this out once and see if maybe we might even do this a little more in the future. I would know. love that. It's very nice. My dad has this, I don't want to say it's annoying, but he has like this quality ability. Of ability to make me get so frustrated about topics because he knows exactly what I'm thinking and how I think about things. So he will intentionally say the opposite of it just to get under my skin, which is good. I'm trying to broaden your horizon. You're trying like to you look at different sides. He's trying to take me off is what he's <laughs> trying to do. He can say broaden my horizons, but like he will literally say stuff just to get under my skin. And it works great and it does make me um think about things better and you know just think about my thoughts more but uh sometimes sometimes okay but also today is not only special because we have our very first guest in the Waz report because it is marty westminski's 51st birthday but we also have some interesting things that happened in history today i believe yeah, like uh, one of your favorite singers, mm-hmm. I'm sure, um, back in 2002, got the Artist of the Century Award, that was... Michael Jackson. Very good. Ah, I, that was a complete guess, just because, I've, I mean, I've only obviously been around for the 1900s and then this one, <laughs> and he's the only person I've heard of that's gotten that award, so I thought it was a pretty safe guess. Oh, for so. Award of the century, then only one person should get it. I know, that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, I feel like he won that award once, and I feel like, you know, Award of the Century, only give that out once a century. So do you like his music? Yeah, big fan. Um, Of him or the Jacksons or both? uh, More of him than the Jackson 5, but I do listen to the Jackson 5, and I feel like that's mostly because of my mother and (laughs) your wife, who... Which is hilarious. I'm glad you put that together. Huh? <laughs> I'm glad you put that together. Yeah, same thing. Like, same person, different relations. But it's, yeah, it's so funny, though, whenever mom um, talks about music, because 
I don't think she understands that, like, we listen to older music. And so whenever, like, a song from, like, the 70s comes on the iPod or the radio and me and the girls start singing along, she's like, how do you guys know this song? Like, they, like there's a law that after 10 years you have to stop playing. I mean, if that were true, we wouldn't have many Christian radio stations, I don't think. <laughs> Also, a couple things from Apple. Mm -hmm. uh, back in 2001, they announced iTunes. Nice. And then 2007, that's the first time Steve Jobs announced the iPhone. iPhone. Ah, oh, iPhone. I was a iPhone hater for a while. And I want to say it was because I was bitter. Like, whatever. Your iPhone's dumb just because I didn't have one. And so it was one of those things where... You know, the kid has the cool new toy, so you pretend like the toy isn't that cool because you can't have one. And I got one, and while I think that nowadays it's interesting because I think ever since Steve Jobs, like, has died and, like, the company is under new management and stuff, I think it's interesting because I used to feel like Apple was leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else, that they were, like... You know, you either had an iPhone or you had some lame flip phone that no one cared about. But now I think that phones are actually getting to the point where they're, you know, level. at least level, yes, with um, the iPhone. I like mine just because I have an iPad and a MacBook. So the fact that everything kind of goes together and the apps are the same and, you know, I can record. Like I have GarageBand, what we're recording this podcast on, on my phone and on my iPad and on my laptop. So then... You know, if I'm ever on the road or if I ever don't have, you know, the ability to sit down and do a podcast, I'm still able to do that and the files will transfer and, you know, it just... Well, one of the big things that they used to have, on, and they, I don't think they have that grasp anymore, is that they tried to make the iPhone as easy to use mm -hmm. for the user. Yeah. And now they're trying to get more into the technology stuff. I think the the maps thing yeah. that they had Bit them proves that. It's like, yeah. okay, we got these real cool programs. We're going to throw them all at you and everything like that. But the big thing on iPhones from before was, like some my my wife is not very technically proficient and everything. <laughs> but she, she likes the iPhone because she knows that she, she only has to push a couple buttons and everything's going to happen well yeah. and everything. So Yeah, I would always compare it to Apple was always like the Corvette, like very flashy, super nice, kind of has all these cool things in it. And then PCs are sort of like, you know, a Ford Focus or something. Like very simple, probably like cheaper, a little bit simple, but then you can like customize it. And, you know, you don't want to touch this like nice Corvette because it's already set up. It already has everything you need, so you just enjoy it. Well, because Apple told you it's everything you need. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just one of those things where PC was always nice, I thought, for more technological people, because when you can unlock the potential of a PC, you can do so much with it. But you have to actually, like, okay, you can change your settings and do all this, and Apple's like, okay, here, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect as is, just have it. And so you can't really customize it very much, you can't really do... A whole lot with it but it's also nice like right out of the box so that's always a perk um i remember that uh steve Jobs said that apple makes products that you don't know you need yet and i always thought that was a really good quote mm -hmm. the idea that you know before i had a smartphone i'm like oh it'd be nice to have a smartphone like you know check my email twitter all that sort of stuff and now, like, when I don't have, like, 3G service or Wi-Fi, I freak out. Like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, I can't do anything. 
And so it's just interesting how technology, and especially Apple, has done that over the past couple of years of making something that used to be, it's sort of like Wi-Fi when you go to a restaurant. You're almost offended or like it's a knock on a restaurant or a coffee shop if they don't have Wi-Fi. And it's almost a utility at this point. Like, of course they would have Wi-Fi. And it's something that we lived with for so long. And nowadays it's like we can't even imagine. It's a huge inconvenience if we don't have it. It's kind of like a comic. I don't know if you ever heard that one with the comic says, we just aren't amazed anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, he said he was on an airplane and everything. And the uh, the Wi-Fi went out and everything. And the kid yells, hey, this sucks. I mean, <laughs> oh, my whole world's ending. And yeah. it's like... Think about it. We're sitting in a cylinder flying two miles above the thing going 300 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you're worried about... Yeah. It's just little stuff like that. Like, I mean, flying alone, like, it used to take months to travel from point to point, And now we're complaining because it's like, oh, we don't have Wi-Fi, so we can't update our Facebook status or while we're... games. Or... Yeah, while we're flying from point A to point B. All right. 1991? Mm-hmm. Baseball officially bans Pete Rose from being elected to the Hall of Fame. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Pete Rose is a fascinating uh, topic for me because I don't know if it was just because I was young when it all happened, so I wasn't there for, like, you know, to watch it on the news every day and do everything like that or even watch him play, really. But, I mean, I didn't think it was... I'm on the side of... I don't think it was that huge of a deal. I mean, I'm a huge baseball fan. Love baseball. And I think what he did to the game was like a disgrace to the game. But disgraces happen to things. Like, you can't just edit it because it was like a black eye. It happened, and you just kind of have to go with it. And so, I don't know. I don't know if I fully agree with him. Because he is one of the best baseball players of all time. Mm -hmm. And so, that's what the Hall of Fame is obviously for. So I don't know if necessarily you can ban him from stuff just because he made some mistakes. Uh, it kind of gets into what's going to happen now at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Mm-hmm. All, all the ballots are in. The drama's been going on. People, all the writers have been kind of talking about how people should vote and everything. Mm-hmm. And of course, the big thing is the steroid yep. system. Um like Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? they all got Hall of Fame numbers. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, what do you think? Like, do you think... What's your opinion on the whole steroid issue? You know, somebody wrote the other day, and I'm still arguing with myself back and forth about this, but somebody wrote the other day is, if you could figure out how they would have been without steroids, because a lot of the people, they say, okay, maybe their last year or the last mm-hmm. two years... yeah. They were doing steroids. Well, okay, then should you just look at the period before that Mm -hmm. and decide if they had Hall of Fame criteria? True. Like Mark McGuire would be an example and everything. Really, um, I think he's even said that, yeah, he just did it that last year. Mm -hmm. Of course, you've seen how bulked up and everything he got there and everything, too. um, And what might got him in the Hall of Fame is probably... That one season that yeah, he had with Sosa and the whole, so whole that might say okay, he really shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. But like with Bonds, I mean, he was a good player beforehand, mm-hmm. and I be, I think it just extended his career. Yeah, um, that's the thing is Bonds is a little bit tricky because, and same thing with McGuire's. They're both known for home runs, which is a power game, which 
obviously steroids helps. But then I think there's also a few things that people don't take into account. One is ridiculously hard to hit a baseball. Steroids don't help you with that. They can help you be faster, stronger, all that sort of stuff. But still, the hand-eye coordination and the skill that it takes to hit a fastball going over 90 miles an hour, and then, yeah, that extra power to get it over. Right. Yeah, that helps. it'll be the difference between a base hit versus a home run. Still, he would have had base hits. He still would have, like, there's that whole factor of, and I think that's what makes Sosa, Maguire, and Bonds so tricky is the fact that they're known for their power and the fact that steroids gives you power. So it's not like, you know, they were quick guys or they were like... Very defensive guys. Yeah, like they had great... Basically, they're known for their hitting their home runs. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not like, oh, they had a phenomenal batting average and got a lot of singles. Okay, how about Roger Clemens then? Roger Clemens is also tricky because he's a pitcher. And, I mean, obviously, I mean... Not Jules Meyer or anything like that, but like the harder you throw, normally the better it goes. And so the fact that you can get that extra strength to throw it. But then here's the other problem, is they both played at the same time. So Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds. If they're both taking steroids, is it technically an unfair advantage? I understand not everyone was taking steroids, but a lot of people were taking steroids. And it's just a matter of who got caught. And so not that like everybody's doing it kind of mentality, but the fact that, sort of like Lance Armstrong with racing, like, cycling is one of, considered one of the dirtiest sports, like, apparently 80% or something like that have taken steroids or some sort of performance enhancers or blood transfusions. I guess I didn't hear that figure before. Yeah, it's, that's a made-up figure, everybody. <laughs> but, like, it's a ridiculous, the ma- majority, I would say, like, it's one of those, you're assumed dirty until proven otherwise almost and so the fact that okay if everyone else is taking steroids then is it bad and I mean obviously it's bad because you broke a rule um very similar okay I know that I talk about this for bring this out of nowhere but like the Ohio State thing with the jerseys like (laughs) it always goes it always goes back to Ohio State but like the whole fact of it was bad because they broke a rule I personally think the rule was stupid, but they knew going in that it was a rule. It's like jaywalking. Mm. Like, it's technically a law. Is it enforced? Is it, like, worth being a law? You can argue that, but you know that it's against the rules. And so that's kind of... They're getting punished for breaking the rule. Breaking the rule, not Not whether or not it was fair or whether it was, you know even or an unfair advantage because it might not have been an unfair advantage because if everyone's taking steroids then you know it kind of levels the playing field but it's one of those things where I mean if everyone's you know committing robbery that doesn't automatically make it okay to commit robbery like if the power goes out and people start looting just because other people are looting doesn't mean automatically it makes it okay to loot and so, I don't know. That's just one tricky thing for me. I would probably vote for them and kind of just let history sort everything out. Because even if they're in the Hall of Fame, it's not like, oh, if you're in the Hall of Fame, then, you know, all of a sudden we forget that you took steroids. Like, every time that someone goes to the Hall of Fame, they're probably going to tell their kids, yeah, he was 
convicted and like you know he did all this stuff with steroids so and then let the people kind of decide from that point but from what their statistics show and what they performed on the field they are hall of famers so i don't think just because it's an embarrassment to the sport or because they did something wrong that you can edit that out because it's not edited out because we're still talking about it right now whether they're in the hall of fame or not every every time that the ballots are out we're going to talk about well is this year they get in is this year they get in so they're still in the conversation they're still being talked about and it's not like people doubt that they should be in the hall of fame like for their skills it's just do they deserve to be in the hall of fame so so last year Mm -hmm. they only voted for one person Mm -hmm. that was uh barry larkin okay and uh Along with bonds and all those everything, we got some people repeating, mm-hmm. trying to get in and everything. And Jack Morris oh. is he has they had sixty six point seven last year. And of course, you need what is it seventy five? I think something. Like yeah, seventy five percent. So he might be a potential. I would like that Jack Morris. I have a Jack Morris shirt. Um, <laughs> it was they were giving it away on one of the giveaways for mm-hmm. when you go to a Tigers baseball game. I saw a very funny tweet um, from my friend, uh, if you want to follow him, very good sports guy, at uh, Mike is bored, yep. and uh, underscores in between, but he had one, he's like, can we just make a hall of eh, and put a Jack Morris in there, and then just tell him it's the hall of fame, because he's like, Jack Morris is one of those like borderline players, where yeah. it's like, he's good, he's really good, and he did a great job, I don't know if he's like the best all time, No, but... but he, he was a he was a good pitcher. Yep. He pitched full games yep. continuously. Mm-hmm. Um, think how many World Series teams he was on. Yeah, and that's one of the arguments against him is, yeah, he was a good pitcher. He won because he was on good teams. Yeah. well, maybe he was part of making that a good team. Yeah, true. Now his ERA isn't great and everything, but the the problem. Well, I shouldn't say the problem, but when he had a lead. He'd be he'd get a little more gutsy or say okay let's just try to push this over and everything get the game over with and mm-hmm. everything like that so it, it, a lot of his hits came in the later innings yeah and I mean which is understandable I mean you're more likely to go after a guy and try to strike him out if you have a three run lead because you're like okay if I zoom a fastball down the middle and he hits it out we're still winning right as opposed to okay it's a one one tie let's you know throw some on the outside and try to you know run this up. So and there's Jeff Bagwell. He was at 56% last year. Tim mm. Raines at 48. Alan Trammell, mm. 36. Ugh, and Ag- yeah, I know. And uh, Edgar Martinez at 36%. So, um, do you know if Trammell is still working for the Diamondbacks? I think so. Okay. I'm not sure about that. That always threw me off because, like, when people are because wasn't he with the Cubs for a bit too? I feel like he was. I know, like, he hasn't really been a manager yet. I know that he's been in some talks whenever there's an opening. But, I don't know. That always throws me off, too, the fact that, like, you know, is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Like, okay, does three years really decide? Like, that never, I don't know. You're either, in my opinion, you're either a Hall of Famer or not. You look at them, you look at their stat. It's not like they're still playing. Right. And, like, you know, oh, I guess that their 320 batting average and a couple hundred home runs looked better in 2009 than it did in 2006. I just don't really get, you know, the concept of, oh, well, they'll eventually make it. Like, 
it's not gold. It doesn't appreciate over time. And I know some people are kind of hoping that, okay, wait until the, uh, was it the Veterans Committee? Yeah. And then maybe they'll get Whitaker and Trammell in at the same time. Yeah. Where, I mean, because they were, like, probably one of the best duo oh, yeah. out there. That would be really cool to see. Yeah. So, here's your question. Here's your quiz of the day. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm going to fail. How many players were elected to Hall of Fame unanimously? Unanimously. I'm assuming that means 100%. 100%. Do I just need to give you a number? A number. One. Yeah, well. Yes. Can you give me Can you give me a range? Um, like under or over or under 10. Under 10. Got to go with 7. Zero. Nine. Zero. That would make sense. The I'm closest like, one um, was Tom Seaver at 98.84%. Then Nolan Ryan was uh, 98.7.79. And Carl Ripken Jr. at 98.3. See, that's the thing. is If those guys don't get in 100%. Because there's always that one old guy that's like, he's not. Hey. Careful about how you talk about old guys. I know, I'm just saying, there's always like that one guy Dang whippersnappers. who has the vote that says, like, he's just not as good as Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth was the greatest <laughs> baseball player of all time. He could pitch, he could hit, he could run and eat a hot dog at the same time. Right. Like, so, it's just Ty one of those Cobb, things where there's always, oh, Ty Cobb was fantastic. Yeah, well, that kind of goes back into this whole thing. If you think about Ty Cobb and how ugly he was oh, with he a was lot of different mean. things i mean because uh he put back in the time i mean yeah. pretty much everybody was racist back then oh yeah but he was very big racist and uh did a lot of things behind the scene mm -hmm. that wasn't good so but what, one thing but he's in the hall of fame yeah one thing that made me laugh was someone said on twitter um i wonder how many steroid users are already in the hall of fame and I thought that was an interesting yeah. concept. Like the fact, like I said, it's because the only difference between Barry Bonds and some of the people who are already in the Hall of Fame is that Barry Bonds um, had a book written about him and, you know, was in certain reports. But there are, I guarantee there are already people in the Hall of Fame that at least tried or took steroids and they just weren't as high profile. Like maybe they were just like that kind of good, <clears throat> that Jack Morris area, like that good enough to get in the Hall of Fame, but not, like, considered one of the best hitters all time kind of a thing. And so, I mean, because these people, Mark McGuire, hitting Sammy Sosa, hitting so many home runs in one season. Barry Bonds hitting so many over his career. Roger Clemens winning so many games. So that's why they're in the spotlight as opposed to these players who took steroids and could potentially be in the Hall of Fame and just aren't at that top-tier level. And so that's always something that... I think is a good argument to vote them in is you're almost punishing them because of how good they are as opposed to someone who's not as good getting in just because you know not as much attention is put on them so okay guys we will be right back we are going to let you enjoy some music and we are going to get some coffee because I am getting sleepy be right back the 
boys with the booming system. Top down AC with the cooling system. When he come up in the club, he be blazing up. Got stacks on deck like he's saving up. And he ill, he will, he might got a deal. He pop bottles and he got the right kind of bill. He cool, he dope, he drink a lot of coke. He always in the air, but he never fly coach. He is still up on a trip trip, captain of the ship ship. When he make a drip drip, kiss him on the lip. That's the kind of dude I was looking for. And yes, you get slapped if you're looking, yo. I said, excuse me, you're a heck of a guy. I mean, mama, my, my, like Pelican fly. I mean, you're so shy and I'm looking at you tie. You're like, stick up in that guy with a thing on his eye. Ugh. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Somebody please tell him who the F I is. I am Amy Renee. I'm Mac the dudes up. Back coops up. Boy, you got my heartbeat running away. Beating like a drum and it's coming your way. Can't you hear that boom, but I'm boom, boom, but I'm boom, baby. Super bass. Boom, but I'm boom, boom, but I'm boom, baby. Super bass. Welcome back to the Waz Report. Thank you for sticking around. My dad is rolling his eyes right now about this fantastic music that I choose to play. Oh, I think the music's great, but at the beginning it's like, how much ecstasy was she walking, <laughs> taking when it is to get through all that? Uh, I love them. Carmen, look them up, um, get their album. Uh, this is actually a cover of Super Bass by Nicki Minaj, but they actually have their own album out, and uh, it's fantastic. Uh, they are a very, very talented couple and discovered on YouTube and actually went on the Ellen DeGeneres show and because they did covers of popular songs and got an actual like recording album contract because of it. So that was pretty cool. And they're really, really friendly. Um, I've actually been able to exchange a few emails with them back and forth. Like before they made it like super, super big. And I was going to try to get them on, but then they got super, super big. And so tears. Years, but they were actually really, really nice and actually responded to my emails a couple times, so that was pretty <laughs> nice for the short while that it lasted. Okay, just getting back to the thing. Uh, we were talking about Alan Trammell. We didn't know he was, he is with the Arizona Diamondbacks right now as of October 20th. A um, couple things coming through Twitter, WSJ Sports. Uh, has announced that Armstrong is going to go on Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> and jump and he's and thinking about writing an all-tell book. I mean, you might, might as well at this point. Um, I know we talked about him earlier, but he... I don't know. I still think he's a phenomenal athlete. Came back. From Did you see that photo he Twittered the other day? Mm-mm. Um, it was he says just lounging around. He was yeah. on his couch. Yeah. But behind him was all like all six of his jerseys and that's, big plaques and everything. See, that's the thing. Is like they can like strip you of your titles. It's the same thing. Like, I need to stop making. I need to like more sports teams. But Ohio State, because of all the sanctions, like they were like stripped of certain wins and different things like that. But everyone knows. Like, <laughs> oh, like. Honestly, I still did it. <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, like, if the punishment was, you know, you're either, like, Ohio State, like, they got a one-year bull ban, and then they were stripped of all these wins, I'm like, give me that punishment any day of the week. <laughs> Take as many, like, pretend wins that you want away, like, everyone knows, you like, he won the Tour de France. It's not like, all of a sudden, like, maybe, like, a hundred years, even then, a hundred years from now, because they're going to be like... Oh, why are these paid? Why are like these like seven or whatever Tour de France is blank? Oh, because a guy won it, but he didn't really win it. Oh, yeah, he kind of did. So, I don't know. I always thought that was a silly thing, but I mean, if it's my team, I'm totally okay with you trying to take wins because we won them. I mean, you can say, oh, you didn't really win them. Whatever. Another comment that's out on Twitter is uh, Bob Borjahalski. If you want to follow him, he's usually pretty cool and he's pretty open. Uh, Bob B O B 
W-O-J-N-O-W-S-K-I. Good Polish mm. guy and everything. <laughs> he works for Detroit News. But can a team from the Midwest take on the SEC? Sure. It's not an SEC dynasty. It's a Sabin dynasty. Yes. <laughs> Saban, like, okay. Here Let we me, go, guys. I, I'm going to vent. <laughs> because everyone, I, I tweeted this right after the game, and another uh, good guy to follow, uh, Clayton Brooks, uh, mm-hmm. he is actually the worship pastor at the Oaks. But he, uh, big sports fan, and he was very tongue-in-cheek tweeting about the dominance of the SEC. Like, why do other teams even try? The SEC is just so good. Because the SEC thinks it's the greatest thing on the planet. And, um... Well, they got a lot of facts backing that up. Well, here's the deal. Yes, they have won. I'll give them. They are the best conference in college football. I'll give them that. They're better than Big Ten, ACC, whatever you want to put out there, Big 12. They are the best conference in college football. Yes. But they're not, like, untouchable. They... Like, let's look at this season. They're like, oh, yeah, SEC, the best. And then I'm like, uh, whatever happened to Florida, who lost to number 21 Louisville? Like, bad. Like, embarrassingly bad. (laughs) It was bad. Uh, Well, uh, and then it's like, and then LSU, who lost to Clemson, an ACC team. So, you're not, they're good. They're really, really good. I don't, I know I'm going to get tweets about this saying, you hate the SEC. Well, I do. But you hate the SEC, and, like, they're the best. And you guys have won the national championship. You've had the best. Yeah, exactly. You've had Nick Saban. You've had three who of those. used to be with who? Michigan State. But <laughs> it's just one of those things where you have three championships won by the same guy, and then you had the Auburn one, which was a good run, but let us that was basically Cam Newton. Wow. Uh, it basically was Cam Newton. But... Auburn. Auburn. I mean, they had a good run. But look at them now. I mean, Coach Fired can barely win a game. And so I understand that, yes, you are very dominant. You had a great streak. But you had Tim Tebow, and then you had Cam Newton, and now you have Nick Saban. So you have good top guys, but then you have – but then I think what I get annoyed with is when the rest of the SEC tries to, like, bunch themselves in. Know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of like you have that one shining star. And maybe, and your other guys are good too, but they're like, oh, because that one guy is super good, it's sort of like if the rest of the Big Ten was like, Ohio State went undefeated, so the Big Ten is the best conference. Well, no, because the rest of the Big Ten struggled. So just because you have one team that's like at the top or one team that's dominant doesn't make the rest like the rest of the conference fantastic by association. Um... So that's my thought. I mean, congrats to Alabama because they dominated Notre Dame. Like, I literally, I was watching it at a friend's house and I came home to watch the rest after the third quarter because I'm like, this is sad. Like, this is just not good. And so Alabama, fantastic, fantastic team. But that's my whole thing with the SEC is the fact that they act like the whole conference is dominant and they just kind of turn a blind eye when the Florida losses and the LSU losses and all the other teams, like, I mean, you still have Tennessee there. Still have Old Miss there, which are great programs, but if you look, they didn't do very well this year. And but, like it's sort of same thing with, you know, the big. I mean, all conferences do that, like you know. But it's just one of those things where, just because you have the one shining star doesn't excuse the rest and make the rest dominant. Like Florida, ranked number three, and then got whooped by number twenty-one. It's just. 
they were number three because they were in the SEC. I guarantee if Florida had that same record, was in the Big Ten, wouldn't be ranked number three. But because they're Florida and because they're in the SEC, it's assumed you're better than everybody else, which isn't always true. All right, I'm gonna try to pull them away from sports, everybody. Okay. Oh, also. Oh. No, no, no. This is this is just a uh, listener thing. Uh, We're really high tech here at the Waz Report, and um, our studio, aka our basement, also doubles as a daycare for my mother. And so, if you hear screaming children (laughs) randomly in the background, we don't know how well we're in a like separate part of the basement. But um, they're just playing in the basement. So if you hear, like, children screaming or crying, please don't call the police. Please do not freak out or write us threatening letters. Um, it's just uh, daycare, and they're just playing outside. So It's joys of happiness. Yes, and getting close to nap time. Yes. So uh, if you hear that, that's what that is, so don't panic. Just wanted to throw that out there. All right. Let's go to a serious topic. Mm-hmm. CDC, which of course is the Center of Disease Control, has a new report coming out that one in five high school girls binge drink. Mm. Um, They said of the 23,000 annual deaths attributed to alcohol use, which I thought was a pretty high number, um, about half of them are girls. Hmm. Now, do you know what binge drinking is? What's the definition of it? I'm trying to... I was going to ask you about this um, when we were talking about this before the show. Um, now, by binge drinking, do they just mean, like, chugging, or do they mean, like... It's a certain amount of drinks okay. in one setting. So, for girls, because it goes to their system mm-hmm. faster, Yeah. Um, it means consuming four or more drinks okay. in one setting, and for males, it's five or more drinks okay. in one setting. Um, now, some people might be saying... Hey, Lightweight, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that sort of thing. Yeah, um, I don't know. One, the fact that it's in high school is surprising. Because I mean, being involved in youth ministry like I am, I'm not surprised by that at all. But I think that the I don't know, especially in high school, because I feel like once you get older, you can, you know, you're more responsible. And you can, you know, control your drinking and you can sit and you can have a drink or a drink or two or whatever, like with your meal or just while you're socializing, that sort of a thing. But when you're in high school, I feel like the perception of drinking is completely off. Like people drink in high school to get drunk, if that makes sense. So, Or do they do it because of... Everybody else is doing it, and it's a cool thing to do. Well, I mean, that coincides with it. Like, no, there aren't a lot of high schoolers out there that go to a party, and, I mean, yes, the peer pressure factor of it, and, oh, I'm going to drink responsibly. Like, <laughs> they want to well, go... adults don't even do that Well, yeah, true. <laughs> and so, I think that the peer pressure factor adds to it, but I don't know, I feel like it's like smoking. Same general idea. Like, that perceived concept of, this is going to make me more mature, and then that rebellious factor of... Mature or cooler. Well, mature, like, oh, I... I'm older. I watch, um, I mean, this is a really old reference, so I don't know why I'm using it, but, like, Sex in the City, or (laughs) something like that, where, like, they're always, like, laughing and luxurious, and, or, like, the real housewives. 
Like, they're always, like, drinking wine and, like, doing all this other stuff. And so high schoolers are watching that, and they want that glamorous lifestyle, and they want everything like that. So they feel like, if I do this, I'm more like the person that I watch, or the person that I look up to, or the person that I listen to. Also, with, like, rap music and any kind of music, really, the emphasis on alcohol, and not, like, because you never hear a rap song that's, like, drink, responsibly, like, only have one, don't drive, like, that sort of thing. It's like, you know, drink as many as you can and take shots and, like, chug and shotgun it and all this other stuff. And so, I don't know. I mean, that's rough. I'm Like I said, I wish I could be surprised about that. I'm not, but... Oh, let me be the devil's advocate. Is uh, there anything wrong with binge drinking? Yeah. Is there, is there anything... I don't think there's anything right with it. I mean... <laughs> It's just one of those things where the the intention of binge drinking is to get as much alcohol in your body before your alcohol, or before your body rejects it. To be drunk as quick as possible and as hard as possible. And so, like, it's not even, like, an accidental drunk. Like, there's no, like, besides getting drunk, there is no other reason to binge drink. And so I think that's the dangerous side of it is the fact that that is the goal. And that's also kind of sad, too, because, I mean, the fact that you need to get drunk or you feel the urge to get drunk is kind of depressing. But You know, there was a new study that came out. They uh, It wasn't, like, right after they got done drinking, but, like, a week after, and they did all these word memory tests and everything, and they found out that the what is it a hippocampus part of the brain mm -hmm. which is the memory part and everything of that course. they, they yeah. don't lose it they don't they lose some of that aspect yeah. now they don't know if that's a long-term thing or it's yeah. permanent but it was kind of interesting because i thought when i first read the study it was like oh well of course after the, yeah <laughs> that night after oh, yeah, with exactly. the hangover it's like i don't care what's happening but, yeah <laughs> so. i mean that makes sense and especially because they are younger and i mean i don't know the statistics but i know you're brain and your body isn't fully developed at that point so it's stunting something because you're making a poor decision when you're in high school so yeah. that's unfortunate so i mean the big thing is, is probably it may eventually lead to alcohol dependence mm -hmm. i know with women they have more chance with the brain heart and liver damage mm -hmm. with that so and i feel like a lot of times that's just because women tend to weigh less be smaller so their body if they're consuming the same amount as their like male peers their body just can't process mm -hmm. it as well. All right, I'll jump back to sports for you for a second. <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> the Balloon Dior, have you ever heard of that? Ah, heard of, have zero idea what it is. It's FIFA. FIFA. Yeah, which is, uh, the, for the, a lot of people who don't know what that the is. Federal Institute. International. International. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's football. It's, yeah. Or soccer. 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 For us Americans. Yeah. So. Football. Yep. So basically that is for the top player of the year. Mm hmm And um, they just had their big ceremony a couple days ago out mm -hmm. in Zurich. Mm hmm And the winner, and I don't know because I don't follow soccer that yeah. much. I just kind of watch it once in a while. Yeah. Usually when you're watching it. Yeah. Um, Lionel Messi. Messi. Yes. Messi. The one of the greatest soccer players of all time, in my opinion. So he's in the Barcelona team, mm -hmm. but he's from Argentina? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, there's, like, ways that that can happen. And, like, you oh, yeah. Have, I mean, like, it's... Yeah. But it's just, 
He is. I think he's won it several times. Um. Yep. According to this, he won it. He's won three of them since the inception in 2010, mm -hmm. and he also won it the year before when they actually called it the FIFA, a World Player of the Year. Yeah. Award. So. Yeah. He's. Now he got, out of all the votes, he got like 41. percent Yeah. And then the next guy was this Cristiano Rodan Ronaldo. Oh. Uh, from Ronaldo, Madrid, yeah. Ronaldo from yeah. Madrid, and mm -hmm. then he got only 23%. Yeah. And then Andres in Anissa from Barcelona also, oh, okay. but he's from Spain. So yeah. if he's won this award this many times, should they even have the award? I mean, I mean, eventually he'll have to stop, but he... Stop? Die? What? <laughs> like, retire? I mean, but he's at his peak right now, and he's... He's ridiculously good. Now that's what I was going to ask you. Is this guy really this good? Yes, he is really that good. He is. So why hasn't the United States tried to sign him? <laughs> we could not afford. Come on, okay. that's the U.S. One, way. Look one, at the Yankees. I know one thing. I shouldn't say that anymore. Acting. Yeah, true. Um, but one thing I am excited about is that um, MLS, which I'm a big fan of. I wish that Michigan would get a team that would make me very happy. That's actually, if I ever get super super successful. They used to, didn't they? I, I feel like they used to have one like we used Grand to have, Rapids or yep. something. Um, when they had that, it was like about 10 years ago or like, something like that. Yeah. I, I can't even remember what it was, Force? Something like that. All right. That's something for the next podcast. I'll <laughs> tell you what it was. But it's just one of those things where if I ever get super rich and successful, then that is probably the sport that I would love to invest in. Because you can buy a team for pretty cheap, I mean, as far as sports teams go. Um, and it's a very growing industry. They have a lot of good stars. And I think that they just need more exposure because... A lot of people don't like watching soccer because they feel like it's slow. Like, there's very little scoring. Basically, they put hockey in, like, a really big field, and, like, you have less scoring, and people are constantly running back and forth. They don't understand the rules. Um, when I watch international, I don't, normally only watch the World Cup, um, the Olympics, so I'm not a big... You I like mean, women's soccer, I think. Oh, my God. Like yeah, that. by the way, also, uh, Women's Player of the Year was... Oh, my gosh. I'm blanking on her name. Everybody in the audience is going ham. Wambach, Wambach. No, hands are tired. I know. I know. But that's like the one that everyone yeah. knows. But Wambach. And she actually got women's, the women equivalent of that award. Cool. And so congrats to her. Um, I know you're not listening, but if this ever somehow gets to you, I remember you and you are one of my favorite, along with um, Rodriguez, also one of my favorite. I don't know. I like. For some reason, I don't know what it is, and I think, honestly, what I think it is, and I don't know if it's a, um, I don't know if it's a female thing, but I've noticed that they play, a, in my opinion, a lot harder than the guys, and so I don't know if that's just the whole, like, we don't want to be seen as, like, you know, lesser or less talented. You know, that's kind of the same thing with, like, basketball. I, yeah. I don't know if they play harder, but yeah. I like watching women's basketball better than guys' basketball because... It's basics. Yeah. And it's not everybody trying to showboat and everything mm -hmm. like that. It's just, like, true basketball. Yeah. And, like, in soccer, like, you always hear the complaints about guys flopping and, like, holding their yeah. legs. And, like, you don't see that in women's. Because, especially um, in the American team. Because, and like I said, I don't know if it's just trying to, like, you know, get past that concept of, like, you know, we're not as talented. Because they are incredibly talented. Yes. And so the fact that, like, I've seen girls get, like, completely checked, laid out, like, kicked in the shins, and then just get back up and go after the ball. Like, 
if you're not going to call a foul, then I'm going to pretend, like, you know, keep playing like you didn't because... But, yeah, so, fantastic. I'm a huge, 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 huge uh, national team fan uh, for both men and women's. But MLS, I'm a big fan of. I wish that it'd get more airtime because they only show, like, one game a week on ESPN. So I think that's one of the hard parts is it's just hard to follow because, one... It's not like football, like where all the games are on Sunday or Monday or something like that. Like, they're scattered throughout the week, and then they're not on national television. So it's just very hard, like, to keep up with my teams. Like, I like the Sounders, and I like the Galaxy. And, um, like, I have to basically, unless they're the game of the week, I have to, like, check online for the Mm -hmm. scores or try to find, like, some online stream. And But it's something that's really growing and getting a lot of fans and... It's really fun. Um, I've been to one MLS game. I've been to two national games when I went with you. And they're just super fun. I think people would like MLS more than they would like international if they gave it a shot because I don't know if it's the American version or whatever. Yeah. MLS is Major League Soccer, by the way, for <laughs> all those who don't know. the Basically like the NBA or NFL for soccer in America. And um, there's a lot more scoring it's a lot faster pace. There's a lot less flopping. And so I don't know if it's just because we have a lot of American players and so they're raised on other sports or what the deal is. But they're actually starting to pump a lot of money into it. Like, I know, I can't remember who, but, like, we're starting to pay up to over a million dollars for contracts and stuff. Because before it was just sort of, like, we got the leftovers of who didn't want to play internationally. And now we're, one, growing, like, homegrown stars from America. And then, two, we're you know, organizations are willing to spend the money to go get people from other countries to try to make theirs better. So that's good. All right. I know we're coming close and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, should we keep going or should yeah. I stop? Okay. Let's just keep going. Because I was going to talk about the NHL we, lockout. We can but, hold on to that because yeah. the first game isn't going to be until the ninth. And that's what I'm thinking. I want to pull something from sports and everything. But hockey! Hockey! Uh, yeah. I'm. You know what? And we could talk about that later. Yeah. I'm more of a fair weather fan. Yeah. Where, yeah, I kind of watch it once in a while, but when playoffs start, that's usually when I really. And start that's actually what they're worried attention. about is because the hockey season was so great last year, and then coming off the Olympics, like two years before that, like hockey had a lot of momentum, and it feels like every single because they've had a lockout every five years. Every time that the contract expires, they have a lockout, and so. They're like, we're lo- we keep losing those casual fans. We keep bringing them in with awesome games and, you know, great, like, fast-paced scoring and good playoffs and everything like that. And then it's like, oh, and then we all hate each other. All right, we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. That Winter Classic, I know that'll get you up. Uh, but anyway, okay. the flu, uh, it's hitting all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, CD- CDC is saying it's the worst outbreak in a decade. Yikes. Um, I know at work. Is probably I see more people between colds and flus, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, hacking and everything like that. Um, over in Penn, or they say because of flu season, they say that 18 people have died already. Yikes. So, uh, just a word of th- uh, wisdom out there, <laughs> you know. Yes, there's this antibacteria mm-hmm. soap and everything else. Just yeah. try to wash your hands as much as possible. You know, you go touching those doorknobs and all the 
handrails and all yeah. that fun stuff and everything. I mean, that's that's probably a good mention. And if you haven't got your flu shot, yeah. which is another topic we were going to talk about with yeah. the nurses refusing the flu shots. Which I don't know why you would. Like, the, you uh, know, in articles they said anything their about it. Bo- it's their body. <laughs> but so you're around sick <laughs> people all the time. That doesn't make sense. Like, I think her quote was, this is my body and I refused the flu vaccine for 21 years. I have a religious not taking the flu vaccine and now you're telling me that I believe in it um well I mean I have heard that argument though the fact that because the flu vaccine basically is a very weak version of the flu Mm -hmm. that they inject into you and then you kind of have like I mean you don't get really sick I mean some people do yeah but well don't forget they they just get the primary flu viruses yeah so the the one that's really hitting and everything I think they're calling it the west coast version or something yeah. like that but i guess it's sweeping up and everything and yeah. that wasn't part of the flu shot yeah and so yeah so i understand that whole concept of you know i don't know i think the whole my body thing's kind of weird but um but the idea that you know your body naturally fights it and so you don't want to infect your body with something bad in case you know right a stronger infection comes along i don't know i'm not feeling very well and i'm actually going to the doctors <laughs> tomorrow so well, they're saying that, you know, last year was like 2.8%, mm-hmm. and they said it's already 5.6%. Yikes. So, um, and, you know, the the guy makes a good point and everything. I guess a decade ago, they had like 70,000 people die because of the flu and everything like yeah. that. And he says, you know, it's a cultural thing in the U.S. It's like, oh, it's just a flu. Yeah. And he says, what if I told you there was a virus going around that's going to kill 30,000 people? Yeah. That kind of, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> like that, definitely. I mean... A lot of those are people who are, one, either already sick or something like that, but it is something where I think people just kind of think of it as a strong cold, not right. like a virus. And so, get your flu shots. I think I might be getting mine tomorrow. <laughs> I haven't been to the doctor in forever, because like when I was in college, I just had that like college mentality of like, I don't want to pay 30 bucks to go see some doctor, and so it's like, just kind of well, take some... Since you're on dad's insurance, that's I'll true. spend his money. Well, that was, yep, and now I'm home, so... <laughs> Sweet for me. So, question of the day for you guys out there. Did you kind of like this? I'm trying to pull them away from sports once in a while. Ugh. Do you like that? Do you don't like that? Uh, I mean, I like it. like me kind of being the McMahon of the Johnny Carson, which I know half of you guys are probably looking that up now. Yeah. Johnny Carson. Google that. <laughs> so. But, yeah, thank you so much to my dad, Marty Wesbensky, for joining me. Once again, if you would like to follow him, you can follow him on Twitter, at Rumex. Can you spell that for them again? R-U-M-E-X-X. Awesome. And once again, if there's anything you would like to talk about, uh, if you disagreed with something that we had to say, uh, if there was something that you liked, disliked about the show, uh, either tweet me, at DJ Waz, or at Rumex, or use the hashtag WazReport, and we would love to talk to you through Twitter. Also, if there's any tech people out there that know of a different way to get out there um, as far as maybe people calling in without giving out our personal cell phone numbers or um, some sort of message board or Twitter is the main thing that we use right now but if there's anything else that you could um, suggest that would be awesome well for my dad Marty Wozbinski happy birthday to him thank you and Matt Wozbinski that is the Woz Report thank you for tuning in world <laughs>